Why is make work visible? One of the three scrum artifacts, why does it matter? And how can you apply it to non-technical and non-scrum initiatives? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hello, everybody. From all over the world, wherever we're being heard, I want to thank you for tuning in and for being part of the Badass Agile movement. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Well, listen, what's this make work visible thing really all about? First, let's remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. Now, if this helps you, tell your friends. Now, don't forget, You can also check out my daily Agile inspirations for leaders by subscribing to my email list. You'll get a preview of next week's posts and a free video to help align your week with strength and focus delivered right to your inbox. You can also submit your coaching or leadership questions at contact at badassagile.com. So go sign up and send your questions today. I still laugh a bit to myself whenever I find myself ringing off the three Scrum artifacts, product backlog, sprint backlog, and make work visible. That last one doesn't sound like an artifact at all. It kind of doesn't fit. It's more a way of thinking and behaving, and at the same time, it's any and all outputs that espouse the philosophy of the output is the status. If you're working in an agile organization today, the chances are good that you've created or adapted some kind of old-school dashboard to communicate results or status to the leadership team. Your agile dashboard may include red, yellow, green statuses, reports of percent done, resource utilization, and budget burn to date. The thing is, all of that reporting creates a remarkable amount of waste, doesn't it? I remember the old days of working on project teams where we'd start working on the status report two days before the status report was due. We had to run around to everyone who was contributing money or resources or deliverables to the project and ask them how much got used, how much is left, and how likely we were to get to the end of the job before going over. There are all kinds of projections and forecasts, year-end estimates, predicted project end dates, the list goes on and on, and much of it was nonsense. The dashboard was a healthy combination of wild-ass guesses, questionable math, and misinformation. Let's be honest, if your status wasn't green, we'd just change the definition of green. Even if the data was well-meaning, It was unlikely to be accurate without significant amount of human effort and time, and at the end of the day, the information was mostly useless, feel-good lipstick and makeup, for the simple reason that all of this was just trying to predict the future, which was, is, and always shall be impossible. What's indisputable, though, is done things. Finished work. Deliverables in the jar. The magic of the done thing is that once it's done, Its status is inarguably 100% complete. And once you have done things, you have two important pieces of information. How big is it and how long did it take you to complete it? With that crucial information, 
it becomes much easier to actually predict how much other things might cost based on their similarities and differences to any previously done thing. One thing we should mention is that it's impossible to make work visible if the thing you're making is one great big thing that's only done at the very end. Making work visible depends entirely on having many small subdivisions of finished product, also known as done things. Hence, the new possibilities and opportunities that arise when you deliver work in increments or sprints. If you're only producing one big deliverable at the end of the year, then the only measurement that makes sense is what percent done is it, which is highly subjective and somewhat based on how much we can know how big the thing actually is, which as we all know is hard to do until we're actually in the muck doing it. On the other hand, if there are 10 small deliverables along the way, you can easily check off each one as it's done. And further, if those items are prioritized, it becomes less relevant. If one of those items down the list contains a ton of hidden complexity, because not only have we completed two or four or six out of 10 things, we've completed the two, four, or six most important high-value targets. So switching to a model of making work visible as a mechanism of real status reporting has the following benefits. Number one, it reduces the time required to produce reports, especially reports that often get duplicated or contain a whole bunch of unneeded complexity and much of which may have been unreliable, meaningless, or out of date the minute you received it anyway. Number two, it allows total transparency across all lines. Team members and leaders see the exact same information. Finished work and customer feedback simply don't lie. Number three, it allows you to see firsthand the impact of any improvements or changes or other variables in your workflow. Number four, it exposes time spent in productivity wasters. And finally, number five, it creates accountability among team members. Nobody likes to have their name on something in a place where everyone can see it only to miss their deadline and let the team down by missing their deadline or not doing their part. Now, in technical environments, a finished piece of software serves as the done work. What are some different ways you can make work visible in a non-technical environment? Well, number one, even in the non-technical environment, a Kanban board is a great way to take a number of tasks assigned to a group of different people and showcase their current status. The most effective way to do that is to make sure that none of your tasks are more than about a day or two in size. This means breaking your work into smaller pieces. There's nothing less effective than a board full of tasks whose status can't be moved except once every two to three weeks because the pieces are so big. If you're losing ground or underperforming, it's going to be impossible to tell until it's too late. The second thing you should do is to make work so that it passes from station to station. So when one person's work is done, you have to post it in a shared folder so the next person picks it up, takes it, and moves with it. When you do your sprint planning, you plan the detailed work of who does their bit first, when does it get passed off to the next person, and when do all the moving parts join together into a testable whole. By designing and planning your work this way, you build in yet another level of accountability. People aren't just interested in seeing if your work is done, they're interested in knowing that it's done because they need to pick it up next and somehow advance it or enhance it. Number three, 
Keep even work in progress in shared folders so that others can have a look at it anytime they want. This could be anything from a team proposal, a PowerPoint deck, or rough sketches. Number four, post any key metrics that you care to chase, including the number of stories or tasks completed to date, the number of defects, or number of unresolved items on a big scoreboard in big numbers on a wall in the room. You know, in sports, there's a great many statistics about players and teams and their performance, but honestly, the most powerful indicator of the team's performance is the scoreboard itself, the number of runs, touchdowns, and goals. Number five, make your prototype public. Whatever you happen to build, whether it's content, proposals, campaigns, promotions, models, wedding photographs, post your work in progress in a place where the end customer can touch them and test drive them. The sooner they can feedback and provide input, the better. Number six, make a public log or bulletin of any blockers or issues. We assume that the right people know. We assume that the right people know but don't care. We assume that the problem isn't solvable. We assume that it just takes whatever it happens to take. All of those assumptions usually aren't true. So if we can create a culture of posting blockers and checking on them frequently, so that those who are motivated and equipped to help can have a chance to help, we score a fantastic opportunity to reduce the runtime from problem recognition to problem solution. Number seven, capture all notes, brainstorms, meeting notes, action items, designs, proposed solutions, everything in a place where they can easily be shared and recalled by individuals in the team. In a world of rapidly shifting priorities, it's not unusual for ideas to be parked, abandon, and then return to later. One area where we leak time and productivity in a big way is forgetting ideas that were clearly articulated at the time they were imagined and identified. Number eight, measure everything you can. The performance of your products, your turnaround time and new orders, the amount of time you spend in testing, the amount of time you spend in pre- and post-production, all of these measurements let you know which areas are productivity black holes, and therefore the most likely candidates for optimization or automation. Number nine, share feedback from all stakeholders, including customers and executives. Create simple surveys or other tools that make it easy to collate and present data to the team and those who are on the hook for the budget and the results. Making work visible is super simple. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Put your stuff in a place where people can see it, where they can check it, test it, hand it off, contribute, ask questions. It means defining completeness by work that's actually complete, not an estimate of its percentage of doneness, but actual done things on the shelf. It means measuring, collecting, and sharing stats about everything that you do so that we can be open and transparent about how we're performing. You know, making work visible may not be the most important or apparently valuable scrum output. But when you think about it, making work visible unlocks the potential of so many other pieces. The minute you make work visible, it becomes possible to truly cut waste. It becomes possible to inspect and adapt your performance so much easier. And most importantly, for the first time, it becomes possible to give accurate predictions and suggestions about how long it will take to deliver more done things in the future. Folks, thank you for listening. You can reach out at badassagile.com 
or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. And I'll see you next time. Until then, stay badass. Badass.